the Click and Go Travel Podcast, fueling your wanderlust with far-flung, off-the-beaten-track destinations to just across the water and everything in between. Paul and I are back this week in studio with us today is Julie Greenhill and Melissa McCure from Philadelphia CVB. Thanks for joining us. It's a delight to be here. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. And today we're going to be chatting about Philadelphia and why we all think you should visit. Sounds good. Yeah. Excellent. Very good. So maybe as a first question, just maybe around the theme of getting to Philadelphia, who flies direct to Philadelphia from Dublin? Yeah, so we do have two carriers that fly us direct, so Aer Lingus and American Airlines, and both of those have daily nonstop services, so very convenient. And is that year-round or only seasonal? Or It is year-round, yes. Yeah, great service. Like Great to have both airlines uh, going into Philadelphia. It is an amazing city, Jill. I've been, but Thank I think between Julie and Melissa, they'll be able to kind of give you more of the colour for yeah. Philadelphia. And CVB, for anybody who's wondering, is what the Americans use for their kind of tourist boards. So Philadelphia CVB is the Philadelphia Convention and Visitors Bureau. So these people know everything there is to know about Philadelphia. And we want everybody to start thinking about Philadelphia on the east coast of the US, situated between Washington and New York as a real go-to destination. And you can see, like, you know, with with American Airlines and Aer Lingus Direct daily, that's that's over 500, 600 seats a day into that city. So, like, really a strong destination on the East Coast. So, I'll hand back to you and you kick off. Phenomenal, yeah. And what would be the distance from the airport to downtown Philadelphia? Oh, it only takes about 20 minutes, actually. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we have both options to go by taxi um, or you can actually take public transit. There's the rail line called SEPTA. Um, so you can take that if straight into the center city as well. Great. And is that what would that be in terms of cost wise? Would it be an easy way to get in? Oh, certainly. So uh, that SEPTA train is just $6.75 per person to travel into that center city area. Um, and then the taxi, if you wanted, is a set price of $32. Wow. So Either way, very convenient. Very good. And actually, if you're a family, it's actually better if you get a taxi, especially with luggage, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It gets you into town much, much quicker. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's either, either way is great value. But $32 is a really good fare. Yeah, yeah, well, we're so lucky. I think other major airports are oftentimes farther away yeah. from yeah. the center city. And here in Philadelphia, it's very easy. So Great. That's great. So just yeah, so those would be the the two cheaper options, just the the train or or a taxi, which is which is great. Absolutely. And what about the best places to stay? Like what would be the best areas or neighborhoods to stay within Philadelphia? Yeah. So the great thing about Philadelphia is that it is really walkable. That's also why we suggest either taking the train or taxi because you don't need to have a rental car in the city. Um, so that being said, I do encourage people to stay in city center. Mm. Okay. Um, so that or the historic district, because there's a lot of different attractions. Um, it's just very easy to walk around. Tons of restaurants all over that region. Um, so yeah, I, I would say staying in that downtown. center city downtown area is ideal. Great. And how long would you recommend going to visit, um, like in terms of nights to visit Philadelphia? How many nights would be? Oh, definitely a three night stay three at nights. least. Yes. We have so much to see and do within the city and especially when you're flying into Philadelphia that first night you know you're really just getting acclimated you want to walk around Mm. see restaurants so you really need those two additional nights to properly start touring and seeing all the sites. Very good 
And what about hotels, Julie? Would you have any suggestions in terms of hotels that you think people should visit? We have a vast array of hotel accommodation, everything from budget mm. going all the way up to five-star luxury. Um, so, and all of them are actually in Centre City itself. So, you 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 have everything for from um, hotels. I've got being uh, sorry, bed and breakfast included. Um, but again, there's also plenty of places to eat outside yeah. of the hotels. I mean, there's there's just a vast array. And we have done loads of options, Jill, on the website. Like we have everything from three, mm. four, five stars. So, you know. Tons of choice, and like I was there with a, a convention, a conference. It was the Irish Travel Agents Association, actually, <laughs> and Julie and Greg had had organised everything for us. And like I agree with Melissa entirely. You know, like any U.S. city, stay city centre to get the best options in terms of transport and and getting a feel and a buzz for the place. It's just it's just ideal. Absolutely. And the nice thing about the city is that it has that local feel. Mm. People really live where they work in Philadelphia. So it's one of those things where when you go to a bar at the end of the day, even if it's right next to your hotel, you're going to be seeing locals there. It won't mm. just be all tourists. Okay. Um, so it really gives it that nice atmosphere and feel. And do you know that you are eating and drinking and hanging out around where all of the Philadelphians do too? That's great. great. And now about attractions and the top things to see, what would be your favorite or your favorite things to do and see around Philadelphia? So I'm, I'm, I'm a first timer. Okay. Write me, write me an itinerary and kind of give me a three-day plan. Okay, certainly. Uh, well, I have to say those are two different things because <laughs> my favorite might be a little bit more off the beaten path than a first-timer. Um, but let's start with that first-time idea. So I think one of our major points is that we are the birthplace of the United States. Um, the Declaration of yeah. Independence was signed, written in Philadelphia. So, of course, we have Independence Hall. Um, we have have the Liberty Bell as well, so that symbol of international um, freedom. And I think starting there and perhaps doing a walking tour of the historic districts, there are a few different companies that do that, uh, is a really great way to kind of lay out that foundation. If you're not that big of a history fan, you can go on from there, but I do have to say I think that that's one of those starting off points and really gives you some interesting insight into the country that a lot of people feel like they know so well. So, I would also suggest actually doing a hop-on-hop-off tour just to, again, make you know ensure that you know the city and yeah. just say because sometimes people don't do them and actually I think they're really important yeah. especially I'd on the agree. morning of your second day because you yeah. can get a really good feeling yeah, um, yeah I would do that if I'm visiting a city I like it yeah. on the hop on hop off bus and I'd be like okay I want to see that yeah. and I want to see that and then I can come back here mm -hmm. so yeah I'd, I'd do that as yeah. well yeah. yeah and the other thing that we we is what people want to do is go to the Philadelphia Museum of Art because um, of Rocky, of course. Rocky. Yes. So you will see people running up and down the stairs all day, every day, um, <laughs> taking the picture with, you know, standing on the Rocky Rocky thing, you know, and looking down. Absolutely. Um, and so Rocky is actually at the side of the, the Philadelphia Museum of Art now. So okay. everybody lines up to have a picture with, with Rocky. Yeah. So that's that's a really cool thing to do. Yeah. And, and that is actually a stop on the hop on, hop off yeah. bus. So that's Perfect. a very popular one to do is yeah. you hop off and you take a picture with the Rocky statue, round up the stairs. Um, but I definitely encourage everyone to actually go inside the museum as well. <laughs> yeah. There is, that's right. Um, <laughs> there is a lot to see over 2000 years of art and art history within oh, that museum. Wow. It is a very impressive collection. So 
And then very close by to there is another art museum, the Barnes Foundation. Um, so that is an incredible collection um, started by Dr. Albert C. Barnes. He just basically was obsessed with European art. Um, and so he started a big collection. There are over 180 Renoirs. Wow. within oh the collection alone. So Amazing. just think about that for a moment. Yeah. Um, it is absolutely phenomenal. So anyone that enjoys that type of art, go. Highly so recommend it. The Barnes Foundation has more of the European art. Yes, absolutely. It's Matisse and Renoir and um, okay. Cezanne, um, all of those masters. And the Philadelphia Museum of Art, what's that more? That's a more rounded collection. So you're going to find everything from suits of armor to a Japanese tea house inside. Um, wow. So that's exploring all Arrange. art around the world and okay. also a variety of different time periods too. So you're also going to find modern art in there. Um, yeah. Good. But the, but the Barnes, am I correct in saying, Melissa, that it's the largest private collection of post-impressionist art? And, okay. and this artwork doesn't travel. In the world. Yeah. Yes. And so this artwork doesn't travel. People have to go to, to, to Barnes to actually see it if oh, they're interested. Did you, say, did you say 120 Renoir? Actually, it's 181. 100, oh, my God. Oh, really? Yeah. Absolutely wow. incredible. Wow. So, and to Julie's point, you're correct. Dr. Barnes was um, a bit of a particular man, and so he was the one that curated this um, beautiful collection himself. So everything that you see along the walls is actually exactly the way that he wanted it and the way that he saw it. So he was the one that chose themes. It wow. wasn't something that a professional curator necessarily put together, but he himself is now a professional curator in our eyes. Wow. How close is the Barnes um, Museum to the Philadelphia? Yeah, so the Barnes Foundation is just about a 10-minute walk from the wow. Philadelphia Museum okay. of Art. Right. So that's along an area. It's the Benjamin Franklin Parkway. Oh, I've and seen that, And yeah. what we know as our Museum Mile. Yes. Because not only does it have the Philadelphia Museum of Art and the um, Barnes Foundation, but also the Franklin Institute, which is our science museum. Okay. It's absolutely incredible. In 2024, it's going to be celebrating its 200th anniversary. Oh, my goodness. Um, absolutely. So the first science center in the United States states for sure and it's incredible so there's that um, there's also the natural history museum there as well yes. so this museum mile is really one of those major hubs that you can end up spending definitely all day on all if day. not two days on. <laughs> so so in a three-day kind of trip plan one day for the museum mile absolutely and it makes a lot of sense as well if you start down the parkway closer to city hall um, you can go see love park take a picture with the love statue um, and then walk from there to the franklin institute enjoy science hop on over to the barnes foundation if you'd like you can also go to eastern state penitentiary that's a little off the museum mile but is also something amazing to be explored so yeah all of that is really close by very easy to walk and all doable on the hop on hop off yes yes yeah. perfect perfect that's amazing so what else tell us more yeah. We're just sweating our appetite. <laughs> I, uh, I think something really special about the city is that we are the mural capital of the world. Wow. I know. It's a fun fact that not many people know, um, but now there are over 4,000 murals 
in and around Philadelphia. It's incredible. The Mural Arts um, Philadelphia is an organization that really uplifts local artists. And so they began creating these murals back in the 80s. um, And now they are found all throughout the city. So you can just walk around the neighborhoods and you'll be seeing them. Or you can also take a tour um, and really learn more about the stories of these murals. Jill, these are three story high. Like these are the height of a house. Like think of what we have up in Derry for you know the the, the murals on the on the yeah. edge of the walls. They're that size and larger, and, and four thousand of them sp- spread throughout the city. Incredible. And do they all have individual stories, or are they stories kind of linked across? Or they all do have individual stories. Wow. And what's really neat is depending on where it's located. Oftentimes, Mural Arts Philadelphia will ask that building that it's being put on, ask the local community, you know, what is important to them and that history, or they're looking at the history of the area. In South Philadelphia, there's a mural dedicated to um, some of the jazz musicians and the musicians of that era, Chubby Checker. Um, So it's neat because that's not necessarily something that we think of all that much these days, but Mm. is so pivotal to the Philadelphia story as a whole. So it's really amazing. That's great. So that would be a, another day. It would be well, another yes. day. Yes. And if you want to add a little bit of excitement, you could do it on the Segway. Segways, oh, cycles, or obviously you could do it a walking tour as well. Yeah, but yeah. there's different ways of doing it. And that it, would be yeah, great. yeah. Different way of seeing, seeing it as well. Yeah. That's, that's great. Is there anything else that you'd suggest? Yeah, well, I started mentioning a little bit about South Philadelphia um, and that section. So we actually have an area of the city called the Italian Market. Um, It did start because of Italian immigrants, but today it is um, still a running outdoor market. You're going to see lots of fresh local produce and whatnot on the streets. It's where a lot of um, the local restaurants actually go and do their shopping first thing in the morning to pick up some fresh you know, produce around. Um, but what's also really fun about that is in that region, you can do a little food tour. You can make it up yourself or you can actually go on a food tour. Um, and there's so much more than just Italian cuisine these days. Um, but that's also where you're going to find some famous cheesesteak places. Um, uh, yes, yes. So I, that. I wanted to find out about the Philly cheesesteak. I was going to say, <laughs> a lot of people know Philly cheesesteaks. Um, so there are two famous shops down there in the Italian market area, Pat's and Gino's, that are situated right across the street from each other. They're basically looking at each other, and they have been rivals for many, many, <laughs> many years. And it's a classic Philadelphia story right there. So That's great. And do you like the... Philly cheesesteak. I do like Philly cheesesteaks, but please do not ask me my favorite because I will uh, say the wrong. Someone will be coming after me. Basically, <laughs> yeah. that is very widely debated yeah. within Philadelphia. So I do not feel like I can ever choose a real side. Yeah. I think one a lot week of people... have one, and then the next week have the other. That's exactly <laughs> right. Well, that and but then there's just so many more outside of that region too. Okay. So um, also. I have to say I am not necessarily a purist when it comes to Philly cheesesteaks. I sometimes go the vegan option. Okay. I know. There's Satan cheesesteaks now. So for anyone that does not eat meat, that's also an option. But uh, it's uh, yeah, that one's also debated if that's a cheesesteak. Cheesesteak. <laughs> and then just staying with the food theme, like what was the market that we went to? It was near the hotel where the conference was. It, that has all of the food places. So Reading Terminal Market. That's it. And it has the most amazing, um, amazing food actually. Just 
Oh, Full incredible. stop. It, yeah. And I think the best thing actually is the donuts. Ooh. Oh, the donuts are amazing. Um, but yeah, local produce, cheese, meats, I mean, everything I that you could. This is quite a big. Yeah. What, was it a train station or a bus station or train, something? Train station. It was an old train and, station. And converted into just the most incredible a variety of food options all over the place, right in the centre of the city. Yeah. Like it was walking distance mm. to our hotel. Um, easy to get around and like oh my god Philly cheesesteak heaven yes <laughs> there are actually over 80 vendors with inside Reading Terminal Market so it is the largest indoor market um, in the US and it is an incredible mm. stop for breakfast or lunch um, it does close a little bit early so don't mm. try to go for dinner um, definitely <laughs> earlier in the day is great but there are some phenomenal options within there also if you wanted to go see an Amish food stall there are those as well I know that can be Interest to people, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. pick Good. up some local cheese. <laughs> and then you had said the first timer attractions may not be your suggested attraction. So where else and what else should we do? If we're in Philly. Okay. Well, I have to say the Barnes Foundation is near and dear to my heart since I love that. But other than that, I um I really love this place called Philadelphia's Magic Gardens. It's a place I always bring my friends when they're in town, and it is. A building that has been completely tiled over in this beautiful mosaic um, that's glass and clay like pottery and is just so colorful it's absolutely phenomenal and when I say like a building that has been completely covered in mosaics um, mosaic art I mean it is huge wow. and it's the ground it's the walls it's the ceilings it's building up there are um, bike wheels and all amazing. of the sort. It is just so captivating when you walk in and somewhere that people will take many pictures. So. And location-wise, where is that relative to That's actually the down near the Italian market area. So you're going to be looking at about a 20-minute walk, 25 minutes from City Hall, which That's is easy. the center. You know, yeah. like what I noticed and what I felt, it was a very easy city to get around. It was very easy to find your way around. You weren't traveling for ages to get from A to B. It was it was actually very walkable. Yeah. Well, we're lucky. Our founder, William Penn, actually created the city on a grid system um, specifically so that it was easy to get around. So everything is very nicely marked. So there is a really nice system and pattern for people to be able to follow throughout. And like you mentioned, all of the neighborhoods kind of end up connecting together. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy. So Magic Gardens are one. Where else? Magic Gardens are one for sure. Um, there's also some really neat beer gardens that pop up cool. in the summertime. <laughs> Excellent. Yep. Um, so by the Delaware River. Oh, I should mention that we have two rivers flanking the city. So that's like another great asset and aspect of the city. Um, Anyway, by the Delaware in the summertime, they uh, have this pop-up beer garden, Spruce Street Harbor Park, and you'll find tons of vendors outdoors, lots of different craft beers available, and everyone's hanging out in hammocks, tons of swings, and so it's a really mm. nice place to... really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, just enjoy down by the water. There's really great views. You're actually looking across at New Jersey there. Um, so, wow. yeah, it's oh. something else. What about... Um, big events or festivals that take place in Philadelphia? 
So I think one that we're most well known for is definitely the 4th of July. Um, every summer, Wawa Welcome America Festival happens. So that starts on um, June 19th, which is Juneteenth, celebrating black history in the U.S. So it okay. starts with that and it goes through until July 4th. Wow. So that's a fantastic time to be in the city because there's a lot of different events going on. Um, you'll see, you know, a Ferris wheel in the center of um, the Benjamin Franklin Parkway, things of that nature. So that's definitely a great one. Um, Julie, what else? I'm thinking Christmas is huge. Well, that yeah, I was going to say Christmas is huge, but also shopping is huge. I was going to ask. Um, so Philadelphia is tax free for shoes and clothes. Happy days. So, happy days. So yeah. we are an amazing shopping destination. Best time, obviously, for, for great bargains is going to be during the Christmas period, November, December, um, which actually then opens itself up because we have markets. We have two ice skating rinks. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can ice skate, you can have some old wine, you can then shop or do or vice versa. Yeah. So it's a great time to visit the city as well. Um, but then further out, we, we have outlet malls as well. We have the King of Prussia mall. Oh, which I've is heard about that. Yeah, yeah, which is the the largest mall in the USA for retail space. So for shoppers, this is a shopping paradise. I have to <laughs> say, I have a confession to make. When we were over for the conference, we had to buy a suitcase, oh. another suitcase, <laughs> to bring home what we bought because the, the the convention visitors bureau people got us into Macy's early one day. Mm. Wow. And oh my God, <laughs> like we got in, had a breakfast early and it was it's a lovely old historic building. Like it is just gorgeous. And the staff were wonderful. Great breakfast. They they definitely softened us up and then they gave us more discount stuff. And then you realise, as Julie said, there's no tax on shoes or clothes because Jill in the States, you see a price of something, but then you go to the till and it's higher because the state tax is imposed. Okay. So it's not like here okay. where the, you know, it can be a bit annoying for us Europeans when we go to the States and you see tax getting added on, et cetera, et cetera. But in Philly, no tax on clothes or shoes. Wow. It is a huge, huge plus. And like, I'm not a shopper, but yeah. if I'm in the right mood and it's the right thing and there's a and deal right and a bargain, yeah. Yeah. you know, like the cost of the suitcase was minimal compared to what we were saving. It was incredible. You know, and again, also close by. And also at Macy's, as you've already mentioned, but we've got the fashion district as well, yeah. um, which wow. again is five minutes from Macy's actually. <laughs> um, and you can get some amazing discounts and bargains. Yeah. I think you'll have to go to Philadelphia for more than three days if you want to get a shopping day in there yeah. as well. That is very true. <laughs> well, and that's why it's often nice to end a trip in Philadelphia too. So whether yeah. you start or you end, you know, that can always be your last day is a fun shopping trip. And I was going to say, Paul, you are not the first one that has told me that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, bad, bad. It was, it was a great experience. I mean, bad in a good way. Excellent. <laughs> but yeah, great shopping. And like just, just that lovely combination of, okay, I didn't get out to the outlet malls, but great to have them there because so many of our, you know, clients who are traveling to the States are, you know, doing the leisure piece, you know, enjoying cities, maybe taking Washington and Philadelphia in as a two center combination because they're only, what, two hours apart by train? Very proximate. So it opens it up. It kind of gives you, you know, if you're flying to the States, it gives you like get to see Washington, get to see Philadelphia, have, you know, three nights in each, four nights in each, just really get the best out of your visit but they're going to love the shopping and they have so much to see yes. in Philadelphia 
No, it is true. And to your point about it being so close to New York and D.C., I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, it is so nice to be able to hop on over if you want. So having Philadelphia as that gateway city is really ideal for those. And, And it is so different, Jill. You know, like Irish consumers and Irish holidaymakers go to New York constantly. Yeah. They really need to be thinking, you know, there's more to that East Coast draw. You know, like Philly is brilliant. Washington, again, so diverse. So you have three really diverse, different visits. Yeah. Just, you know, two hours, an hour and a half apart. Yeah. Like I had never thought of visiting Philadelphia, but now I might want to go there ahead of New York. Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah. Philly's got a very different attitude. Totally yeah, different vibe. Like very it. different yeah. vibe. So Sounds nice and relaxed and, and friendly. And yeah, like we were at a trade event last night with, with Melissa and Greg and, and Julie and the other Greg. And like there was a lovely concept in the video that you played. Can, can you just talk a little bit about that? Like you go to visit Philadelphia, but you, you stay for Philly. It, it was just, it was really nuanced, but very appropriate for, for Philly as a city and a destination. Yeah. So at the moment, um, we've been talking about you come for Philadelphia, but you stay for Philly. Yeah. And that whole idea is driven by the fact that a lot of people feel like they know Philadelphia. You know, you may know Rocky. Yeah. You may know, you know, about our cheesesteaks. You may know perhaps the Philadelphia Museum of Art. Mm. But then there's that other side of things, which is really what captivates people and makes them want to keep coming back over and over and over again. And that is those pop-up beer gardens. That is, you know, the fact that we have incredible shopping found throughout the city. It's all of the fantastic restaurants that you can eat at, how walkable we are. Mm. And those are the things that I think it really takes going there to fully appreciate yeah, Um, because I can talk about it all day but you know (laughs) until I bring you over um, it's really it's that moment that it all clicks and once people visit Philadelphia they just realise how comfortable the city is how easy it is to get around how friendly everybody is Um, it's not so stressed it's not so hustle and bustle Um, and it's just just easy that's probably the best way of of describing it I I couldn't agree more I think uh, like I was blown away I hadn't been until I did that conference and it was just such a great experience. It was so different to other US cities in terms of accessibility, familiarity kind of like it just felt like oh, this is cool. I really like it. Yeah. Here. No, know? it sounds like a, a great place to visit. Yeah, for sure. No, it's nice. There's also that charm. Like we do have the cobblestone streets. You can go and see Elfris Alley, which is the oldest continuously inhabited street in the United States. So there's that charming aspect to it as well as you walk yeah. around and enjoy. And very historic. Like on the on the on the bus tour that we did, we were down in one of the districts, and it was all of these old style houses, like mm. really. You know, you don't see that in the States. You definitely don't see it in city centre, large US cities, but it was there in Philly. And other stuff on the video last night, Melissa, um, was Longwood Gardens and Longwood. And okay, when we were there, it was, you know, we were busy and we didn't get out to Longwood. But on the video last night, I was blown away by Longwood. So will you talk to us a bit about Longwood and the DuPont connection and all of that? Yeah, absolutely. So Longwood Gardens is located in the countryside of Philadelphia. Um, It's only about 40 minutes Mm. outside of the city. Um, I do usually recommend having a car to get out there, but you could choose other options as well. There are tours that go out there too. Um, And it's just a phenomenal garden. It's the largest in America. Is that correct, Julie? It is. It's the largest show garden in the United States. 
Um, And for gardeners from from Ireland, it's a a must see, really. Um, Water fountains, um, obviously gardening flowers, um, but they have these amazing exhibits as well throughout the year. Um, It's always going to be in bloom at some point throughout the year. Um, Christmas is amazing. They have these um, brilliant lights and it, yeah, I, I can't des- can't describe it because you really have to be there to see I, it. Yeah. Looking at the video in scale, it was like something from Versailles, you know, in terms yes. of the gardens. The buildings were so impressive. Like it was thousands of water fountains and water jets and enormous indoor areas, which would be brilliant in the wintertime. Like it was it was a part of the city I didn't realize no, yeah. It is just beautiful. Um, the countryside of Philadelphia is actually the garden capital of the U.S. Oh, wow. So Longwood Gardens is kind of that gem of the mm. collection. But then beyond that, there are also so many other options for people. So Great. And nightlife and things to do in the evening time in Philadelphia, is there a lot happening? Tons. Well, I was actually going to mention sports. Okay. Oh, yes. Sports. Yes. Yeah. Philadelphia love their sports whether it be NFL whether it be ice hockey basketball soccer um, and this season we were unfortunately we were second we, we, yeah. on the Super Bowl oh. yeah but the Eagles <laughs> but did go got to there, the Super Bowl we, we got there um, the ice hockey we are was second again or no. no so actually we the Phillies which is our baseball team they went to the playoffs as well this year wow. so that was a big deal too once again came in second so I'm not Next sure season. what's quite uh, trending this generous. year you've just been generous thank you I think so um, although I have to admit it's I would prefer the city to win because whenever <laughs> they win a big yeah. event, the next day is basically a holiday. Um, <laughs> I mean, around the Super Bowl, there's always going to be parade after they win. Like this is a big deal. And Philadelphians, to Julia's point, are really big sports fans. So even if you don't go to a game yourself, if you're in a bar sitting, like you're, you want to be rooting for the Philadelphia team when you're in Philly. So it's NFL, it's basketball, it's baseball, it's soccer. It's ice hockey. Ice, ice hockey. hockey. Oh, yeah. The whole, but the whole passionate, gallery. passionate about sports. And the great part is that those stadiums are actually really close to that downtown area, too. It's only about 20 minutes away. Right. Um, and you can get there by public transit. So that's a really nice option. They're all close together. Um, yeah, and so you can go. There's um, a new casino down there, actually, live casino and hotel, which people could stop in it. There's Xfinity um, Live Center that has lots of different dining options, also has tons of TVs around for everyone to watch games. Um, so that whole region of the city is just basically dedicated to sports. Sport. Yeah, and, like a great place. You know, me being such a great soccer fan, I didn't realize that the FIFA World Cup is there in 2026. Tell us more. Yeah, we were named one of the host cities. We are so excited to welcome the world for this. Um, we actually have a sports division um, as a part of my organization, and they have been working very hard on securing this for Philadelphia. But once again, I think it's about that accessibility, Yeah, having yeah. those flights in, having um, the stadium very close by, you know, having all of those options and FIFA knowing that Philadelphia is going to be ready to welcome the world yeah. for this very important event. So yeah. it's so exciting. 2026. I think that's when I'll be going FIFA to Philadelphia. World Cup is uh, back in the U.S.? Well, yeah. and not only is that the FIFA World Cup that year, but it's also our 250th 
um, birthday for the signing of the of Declaration course, of, of Independence. Yeah. So there's going to be activations, activities, events all year. I mean, 2026 is going to be huge. The MLB All-Star Game is also coming to Philadelphia that year. So for baseball fans, that's something else to look forward to. It's a big one. Wow. I, yeah, it's a big one. And the other one is the wrestling. In 2024, <laughs> WrestleMania 40 is coming to oh Philadelphia God. in 2024. We know where you're going to be, Julie. <laughs> you know what, though? There is such a fan base around that. Yeah. And once again, it's just something fun and exciting. And having that 40th anniversary yeah, of the yeah. event in Philadelphia, it's really shaping up to be something. So, yeah. 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 And then back to back to Jill's question on the nightlife. You skip that now. Come on. We're not looking for your favorite places. You can just give us a steer as to it's a buzzy city and loads to do and loads of clubs and nightclubs to go to. It is a buzzy city. There are loads of bars to go to. <laughs> I've been to every single one of them. Um, but again, I think a lot of this comes back to the sports as well, because yeah. when the sports are playing, obviously the city's got a buzz about it. I was going to say, I am. Um the neat thing is, is that there's also that neighborhood aspect with the nightlife. So okay. depending on what you're looking for, I mean, there's a really cool little um, like go-go club called the Trestle Inn, which is a lot of fun up in um, the Fishtown area, which is another neighborhood. They've got tons of restaurants and bars. Um, so that's a very different vibe. We have a neighborhood, um, Queens Village that that area as well as the neighborhood um, lots of different bars yeah. and nightclubs and so it just kind of depends on what the vibe is that you're going yeah. for right. and what's really of interest if you'd like something a little bit more upscale luxurious um, there's a beautiful bar called JG Sky High it's at the top of the Four Seasons oh. um, and you can just go there for a drink you don't have to stay at the hotel to enjoy that um, so it's a great way to see the views of Philadelphia but also have a really nice cocktail while you're there sounds perfect yeah. yeah what would a person visiting philadelphia need to know in terms of like local knowledge or local words or well first of all most of us do say philly um yeah. so that is something we do often abbreviate philadelphia um but some other fun little tips um we've been talking about sports a bit um so an iconic mascot of philadelphia is gritty which is our ice hockey mascot, um, you know, and I think that as a city, um, it's just very fitting for us to have this uh, bit of a different, you know, almost looks a little like angry, but is like <laughs> this really lovable personality basically at the end of the day, larger than life. Um, so if you see an orange character um, going around that is gritty, okay. um, it, he is very beloved in our city. Oh. Um, so that's certainly one of them. And then um, I'd mentioned the festival Wawa Welcome America. And Wawa is actually a convenience store that can be found all throughout the city. Okay. Um, and there are a few different convenience store chains in the U.S. Um, of course, I think yeah. people might know 7-Eleven yeah. or other... Wawa is the one that Philadelphians really go full on. So it's funny. Um, it's kind of going back to that cheesesteak idea where everyone has a favorite. Okay. Um, but there are certain things that Philadelphians really take pride in. Um, and those are some of them. Good. Great. I'm loving I'm loving gritty. You know, orange gritty. being my favorite yeah. color. Orange <laughs> on everything. And like, you know, 
angry, the staff could relate to that. <laughs> You're going to have to go to an ice hockey game chubby. now. <laughs> chubby, I could relate to that. <laughs> I don't know if I said chubby, <laughs> did I? <laughs> and then just before we wrap up, give us a little bit about the story of, of, of the love statue and how that came about, because that's just so iconic in terms of like, it's my fridge magnet, it's my pencil pair, it's my, you know, I just love it. And then when you get to see it, for real in Philly, but I didn't know the story, so. Yeah, um, so that's a statue by Robert Indiana, and it's really incredible piece that's been integrated into Philadelphia and our story because Philadelphia in Greek means the city of brotherly love. Hmm. So having the love statue in Philly is just so fitting to that entire story around it. Um, and actually in recent years, we've created, um, well, I shouldn't say we've created, there has been a park um, that is aptly named Love Park, um, which is right next to City Hall. So you can go over and take that iconic picture with the love statue um, and enjoy the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. Great. Sounds like a great place to go. So I think our listeners will definitely be looking at Philadelphia as their next That is brilliant. Is there anything we've missed that we need to mention need to need to cover off like we've covered the accessibility the affordability friendliness the hotel locations i mean if people really like to walk as well i mean fairmount park is one of the largest i think it's the largest park in the usa isn't it urban 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 city park Park, yeah Yeah. Yeah, the Schuylkill River Trail actually goes up through Fairmount Park. And the Schuylkill River Trail is quite nice because there are just miles and miles and miles of this walking, bikeable trail. So if someone is interested in being active and renting a bike, um, you know, going for a long run, there's actually running tours now in Philadelphia, too. Um, We're well known for our marathon. So um, that's a part of the city as well. So you can go up through there. And uh, I personally quite enjoy biking it and then doing a little brewery tour along the way. So you Ah. can stop in the town of Maniunk, um, (laughs) which is still in Philadelphia, and have a nice little beer, enjoy the river as well, and come back down and you know, stay the night. So if you'd like to be active, that's a great activity, especially the fall with the fall foliage. Amazing. But that's a very good point. You've mentioned actually the Philadelphia Marathon is November. Yes. Yes. So that is another great time to see, visit the city as well. There is so there, much going yeah, on. Yeah, there is yeah. so much going on. There's so much to see. Like you, you could go literally any time of the year and have the most incredible experience. And like it could be the perfect single center East Coast city visit or it could be perfectly twinned with New York or Washington. There's just we got to get people thinking about Philadelphia and getting to Philadelphia because it is just an absolute pleasure to listen to Melissa and Julie and Greg last night, you know, just rave about a city that I don't think enough Irish people know enough about. So thank you very much for joining us today, for joining us last night, for coming into the, the office this morning and for talking you know, with all of our team and bringing them up to speed on everything there is to do about Philadelphia because it makes all the difference and we can talk knowingly about a destination. So thank you very much. Thank Thank you you so much. Pleasure. Great. So uh, we hope that you enjoyed our podcast on Philadelphia and that you'd be adding it to your bucket list. If you'd like to follow us more, we are on different social media channels. We're on Facebook, Instagram. We're on TikTok now and LinkedIn. And if you have any suggestions, please email us in at podcast at clickandgo.com. Thanks for listening and thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Julie. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you very much. All the best, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye.